Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode is hosted by our student host, Rebecca Dillon, who will be talking to Victoria Mikulauskicza from Fintru, sponsor of our theme, Future Leaders, Influencing, Persuading and Team. Good morning again to everyone, for anyone who didn't get speaking to there. I'm Rebecca and I have just actually finished my degree here at Queen's. I studied drama just over the road. I can see the building from here. Um, Our Grad Fest topic today is about future leaders and influencing, persuading and teamwork. So leadership and communication are actually the two most sought after skills on an employer's checklist today and we're actually going to find out why that is. So we have an exciting representative from Fintry on with us today. Fintry provides careers as legal associates, engineers, UX designers, operational assistants and have extensive relationships using their fintech sector with new business startups such as Raylo. Um, I don't know if any of you have actually heard of Relo before, but they're they're great. Um, Fintry are actually dedicated to providing local talent, so such as our lovely graduate selves, with opportunities to work with some of the biggest investment banks and firms globally. Um, and joining us today is the lovely Victoria, a senior associate in the legal department at RegTech firm Fintry, where she leads a team of six. She is a law graduate from Queen's with vast experience in the field of contract management, having worked with highly demanding clients ranging from consulting firms to investment managers and banks since graduating. So hopefully we have exciting opportunities such as that ourselves. Victoria is actually going to help us explain how we can lead, influence and communicate our way to the top. So I think let's dial her in if she's ready. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing? Hi, Rebecca. Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. No, thank you so much for having us, I suppose I should say. (laughs) My pleasure. Brilliant. So, Victoria, I suppose everyone's waiting for for the main event, for the questions. So we'll get started. We'll get right in, if you don't mind. Sure, of course. Brilliant. So, Victoria, if you could just tell us a bit about influence and skills, what are they and, you know, what do they involve? Um, Sure. So um, influencing skills, you know, um, they're skills that you use to persuade um, someone that your idea is better than someone else's idea, that your suggested terms make better sense. And uh, persuade someone to change their ways of thinking, but uh, without forcing them to do so. But at the same time, respecting opinions of others and compromising where mutual agreement cannot be found. Um, it's better to compromise than lose, uh, what, what I like to say. It is a combination of um, communication and persuasion and, and negotiation, but it also involves confidence, which is an extremely important factor. And if either one of those elements are missing, then you will not be able to influence effectively. Uh, you need to be able to um, communicate um, productively. Um, if needs be, changing your communication style depending on personality or profession of a, of a person that you're uh, communicating with or trying to influence. So whether it's your employer or, or a colleague or a client, the communication style will be different there. Um, 
and influencing it's also about you know um convincing someone to to uh, uh, get on board and um to gain that approval uh, support from your uh, team or or uh, employer on your suggested ideas so ultimately what you're looking from influencing someone is um uh, their backup um and as i mentioned before um communication and persuasion and negotiation uh, they all work uh, hand in hand with confidence you need to believe in yourself you need to believe in your skills uh, uh, need to believe in your ability in your ability to influence and persuade and you know that comes with time and and practice and and experience yeah so it's really just about like reading the room and and knowing exactly who you're talking to exactly brilliant okay so I suppose you've actually given us some there of the influence and techniques that graduates and fellows might use in the workplace. Um, but is there anything else that you'd want to add on to that? Any any other techniques that we could use? Uh, I mean, uh, um, there are several uh, techniques that that uh, you know graduates uh, um, can use in the workplace when it comes to influencing. Uh, the first one that comes into my mind is you know. um know your audience uh, know the people you work with or the people you work for so um you know um all of you who join today at some stage you will be working with uh, people that have uh, different personalities a uh, different level of experience difference in age different roles and so on um get to know them uh, don't be afraid to flex your communication style as i as i said previously when when dealing with um uh people from uh, or or employees from uh, different backgrounds identify who you will be reporting to um and and how much influence they have on the decision that the company or 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 team makes you know and um and uh, really um you know um invest the time in in getting to know people that you're trying to influence um and the, build those relationships um uh, you know um you need to build the relationship to show how ambitious you are um you know and um um to to um uh, build your own personal brand that would distinguish you from the others um and you know if you if you show that you're ambitious that you keen um then uh, then you get noticed uh, people will remember you um another technique um you know build trust which is also uh, linked to know your audience um so generally people like to be in nurturing environment you know with those who listen and uh, show compassion and concern that's how you become trustworthy you know when you show that um care uh, and su- support to someone you know uh, build upon that trust and build upon the trust with um uh, your employer uh, by delivering work on time meeting deadlines you know go over going over and above than what's expected um from you um and you know volunteering to take extra uh, workload uh, if your capacity allows yeah um and uh, i suppose another one um is um demonstrate your credibility you know you want to you want to um want to establish your reputation and sh- and prove that you're reliable um and uh, you know by showing that you're credible to your team that you're working with or your employer or your client you know that help uh, that helps to uh, persuade them to to agree with what you're saying and that can be achieved by um you know being one of the strong uh, performers or top performers um 
uh, and uh, showing constant improvement and your quality of work and uh, working well under pressure and uh, and be, even being accountable for your own mistakes you know if you made a mistake raise your hand admit you did it you know don't hide it don't don't defend it don't blame it on someone else raise your hand admit you did it. <laughs> yeah and i mean that will show that you have that sense of responsibility and, and credibility yeah, and when you can like bounce back from those mistakes and you know make an improvement on your work after that, I'm sure you've learned from it. That's obviously something employers are really looking for as well. That you're reliable on at times of crisis. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. But I always find bringing a wee pack of digestive biscuits into the workplace is a good way to make connections, especially for chocolate. Exactly, ones. <laughs> little things like that when you don't even think about you know yeah. on a daily basis. Brilliant. So. Victoria, what kind of skills do you need to put together um, to provide like, a good case in person or even in writing? Mm -hmm. uh, well, you need to research, you need to prepare and you need to practice. Yeah. Um, you know, communicate uh, in a concise and clear manner, um, whether it's on paper or in person. Um, it's important that your audience understands what you're trying to say and that you um, that you put your point across effectively. And, um, you know, um, you need to, um, if, you, if you're presenting your case in person, think about your tone, you know, assess um, your audience to tailor your tone. So whether it's a, it's a formal tone that should be using or more casual, uh, but always remain professional. Um, that's that's extremely important. And uh, know your topic inside out. You know, you don't want to get stuck, especially if you ask uh, questions. And just think about, you know, what is the purpose of that case? Uh, what is the goal here? And what do you want people to take away from, from that case? Yeah, okay. No, for sure. Because it's important that you know what you want to get out of it as, as what your, your picture wants to get out of it. <laughs> exactly. So how important do you think is communication when it comes to engaging an audience rationally and logically, um, I suppose as well as emotionally, and the, the flexibility then to kind of switch to between appealing to the head and the heart as situation requires? So I suppose what we're kind of asking is communication, but how to keep it professional, like you said, but still have that like warm feel to it, that that personal touch uh, yeah uh, I mean um, well it's extremely important uh, you know communication is, is extremely important um, being able to communicate effectively is essential uh, for business um, it's a foundation of influencing skills that I have touched on uh, previously yeah and it's also the basis for um, leadership and teamwork um so it's um you know um when you think about um you know by uh, communicating effectively um what that means is you know um thinking about um the content of what you're going to say or the content of a speech or presentation that you're um going to deliver you yes. know sometimes uh, less is more um and you know uh, how you present yourself um when communicating uh, being able to answer the questions as well as um 
ask good questions. You know, yeah. that's, that's a skill in itself. And, uh, you know, when we talk about appealing to the head and uh, to the heart, that for me goes back, you know, to know your audience. Um, if you know your audience, um, you can assess, then you can tailor your communication style and you can tailor your tone, but you can also tailor uh, the content of what you're going to say as well. Yeah, I think what I was actually told as well there, um, given a presentation not too long ago, was I think I maybe got too caught up in wanting to come across well to an employer, to uh, a business pitch or an investor. Um, and what we actually got told was leave your personality up to itself. Um, if you're a fun, bubbly person, it's going to come across anyway. Um, so I think what you've said about just knowing your topic and, and knowing what you're going in to say and knowing your audience mm -hmm. is great because if you know all that, then then your own self just comes into it anyway. That's something you don't really have control over. Thanks. Um, um, you know, and, uh, I actually never heard that saying before. And um, you're right, you know, um, it's, it, and, you know, um, your personality, you know, it, it, it tells a lot, you know, um, yeah. you're being bubbly, um, you don't hide it, you know, you're, you're, you're express that. <laughs> yeah, and it would come across if you were uh, expressing it insincerely as well. So I suppose um, be authentic is what we're saying. <laughs> uh, but also, what are some of the interview questions that kind of assess your influence and skills and your persuasiveness? Um, if uh, if employer wants to assess your um, influencing skills of persuasiveness, uh, they will most likely ask you know a scenario based uh, question. Okay. Okay. Um, that would start with um, give me an example of or tell me about yes. did something or how you would approach certain situation. Um, so you know an example can be. You know, you might be asked, tell me about the time you had to communicate effectively or tell me about the time you had to change your communication style uh, for different audience. Uh, so here, think about um, maybe you delivered a presentation uh, as part of the coursework that received the great feedback. Or maybe you handled a um, social media account or, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, for university or social community. Yeah. That received uh, uh, loads of followers and uh, became very popular. Both very good examples to use, um, you know, for, for graduates. Um, you might be asked, you know, tell me about the time you worked with the, the, the person. Uh, you know, here employer would want to know if you have communication um, skills. You know, did you flex your style? What tone did you use when you when you talk with a difficult person? And you know, did you confront uh, that person over his or her behavior? Um, another uh, question you might be asked is, you know, tell me about the time, you know, you have persuaded someone um, to to do something that, that they didn't want to do. Okay. Uh, if you, if you, and for, you know, think about if you're in a part-time job, and you convince your colleague to stay in the company even though he or she received another job offer. You know, or maybe um, if you don't have a job, you know, if you, perhaps you, um, 
convinced um, a person in your class to join a charity event or a similar initiative yeah. by university. Also, you know, a very good example to use uh, for, for that question. Um, and and a, another question that, that is great question to ask by him um, is, tell me about the time you had, um, you had an argument or disagreement with, uh, with your um, teammate. So this is a great question to ask by employers because what they will be looking from your answer is that you have communication skills, that you can work in a team, and uh, also if you have problem-solving skills. Because, you know, if you had an argument, they'll need to know how that ended as well. Yes. that's. I find this crazy to me because these are all questions that, I know in interviews that previously I've done, I have actually, I've been asked before and it's just interesting to hear from you now that that's what they were assessing. Um, I didn't even think about that at the time. So I will now know if I'm being asked any of those questions I mean, to watch out for what I'm giving. Yeah, I mean, because all of these questions, you know, whenever you think about your answers to these questions, you know, they all... Um, there will be element of in, on influence there. You know, if you, if you, um, you know, if you convince someone to to stay in the job uh, uh, in, 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 with your company, or if you, you know, um, received a great um, feedback on the presentation, um, or or you know, you convince someone that your idea uh, was good. You know, you convince someone to agree with you on the on on the, on certain topic. Yeah. Victoria, what um else what are ways that we could develop our influence and skills then? Um well I mean there are um there are um, the best way to develop um influencing skills are um getting involved in various of group activities, uh, project work or find a part-time job that um, involves uh, client-facing or customer-facing. Okay. And yeah. that's, that's as simple as, say, having a job that most of us have, I know, here, say, in Tesco or, or in the local spa or even down if you're part of any of the, the reps down at the bars and things, anything that involves people. Yes, exactly. You need to get involved in the, in the group activity because, you know, you... Um, you ca you can't influence someone if you're not a part of the team. You know, yeah. at the same time, you can um, you have a great insight uh, in how others lead in the team, or the you know, or 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 I what uh, sort of ideas they have, you know, or or ways that they use to influence someone in in, in the team that you're part of. Um, and I mean. Public speaking is a great way to develop influencing skills. Uh, you know, it will improve your confidence. It will improve your uh, communication skills. And it will also um, help you develop, you know, ways of, different ways of interacting with audience. Yes. Also, uh, in university debates. Uh, I don't know if you still have them um, in, in Queens, but... University debates is a great way to, to also um, develop uh, influencing skills. And, you know, you don't need to participate if you don't want to. Uh, but simply by um, 
you know, by uh, watching the debate, you can have a great insight, you know, as I mentioned previously, um, watching how others lead and, and how others you know, um, communicate with, with the audience. And I suppose this actually makes sense to them why all our lovely tutors make us do so many lovely presentations then throughout the year. Exactly, exactly. you know, that will pay off. It makes sense. I suppose we can't complain about this anymore now. You'll be asking for more after this. I know we will. We'll be saying, can we do all presentations now? Is that an option? <laughs> um, and then... We actually, I think we just have two questions left. So we're getting through this rightly. These are great. <laughs> no problem. So, Victoria, how do we develop then leadership potential? And how do recruiters assess leadership potential? Uh, it's, it's a good question. Um, you know, um, some people are uh, natural leaders. Um, but everyone can develop a necessary skill set uh, to become a leader. A uh, great way to, um, to uh, develop leadership potential is uh, by taking on um, more responsibility. So volunteering to take um, extra workload at work uh, if your capacity allows, uh, but not taking any more than you can handle. Um, you know, you need to go over and above uh, than what's uh, described in your job description if you want to grow and progress. Uh, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Um, yes. And honestly, this is one of the best ways to learn something new, and it will uh, certainly help to develop your personal brand and uh, get noticed by people. And, um, you know, seek opportunities that... Um, that allows you to um, develop uh, leadership potential. Yeah. Keep on top of university uh, updates um, to see if there are any project work going on that you can take a, a part in. Uh, so, for example, maybe you can be a mentor, or maybe you you know you can get involved in the induction week, um, welcoming um, new students. Or even coaching a sports team, you know, uh, equally important. And, um, you know, um, offer your encouragement and your guidance to people that you coach or people you work with or even uh, students in your class because leadership can be uh, practiced anywhere as long as you keep learning. And just as things such as like asking your employer if there's anything more you could do or or anything else in the day once you maybe finished up your job and you maybe have a little bit of that time left over, just asking, would you would you want a hand? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is the great way, you know, because you you know you're showing that you can take you on more work. You know, you're you're showing that you can um, uh, to yep. you you know uh, that you're. Um, want to use that time um free time that you have productively um and uh, yes that's absolutely but it's important to remember you know don't take more than you can handle uh, so if you if you cannot uh, deliver work on time or meet the deadlines do not volunteer to take extra work <laughs> because it will end up it will you know do um uh, it will create more problems than do any good. Thank good. Yep. 
<laughs> I, I think I, we, we get that one. We get where you're coming from with that. Finally then, Victoria, what are, just if you could name us a couple of leadership skills and qualities, just, just a few that we could go home to then start working on. <laughs> um, uh, leadership consists on so many skills and qualities, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. But um, some of them are, you know, um, ambition. Uh, you know, you need to be ambitious. Um, yes. Set your goals and focus on them. Uh, problem solving. Um, uh, organization uh, need to be organized. Um, uh, keep the track. Um, uh, track the progress of work. Um, uh, make sure to um, communicate updates with, with the team, company, client, and so on. Um, another uh, one is delegation. It's very important. You know, you can't do everything yourself. You need to learn how to delegate. Um, you don't delegate to free, uh, free yourself up, uh, but you delegate, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, facilitate the, the workflow and, uh, and uh, help others in the team to... Uh, grow and and progress by uh, allocating them the responsibility and showing that trust. Um, time management. Um, be aware of the deadlines. Um, always think how can I improve turnaround times and uh, and learn prioritize. Um, once you once you learn how to prioritize, then you prioritize uh, appropriately. Um, yeah, and I think time management is actually something that our students I know think that we aren't good at I hear so many people walking down the street and saying oh I'm all over the place I'm not good with my time but you know we submit essays more than five times a year on time so I would say make sure to throw that in to whoever you're speaking to if you are in an interview set and you are good at time management as well just to remind anyone who's a bit like myself out there <laughs> uh, that's a very good example you just mentioned here Rebecca you know um, even um, you know, based um, delivering your coursework on time uh, or yeah. study on time, you know, um, yeah. well, you delivered, you know, you, um, you, um, you, there was a deadline, you met the deadline, you know, why not, you know, why not use that as an example on, on that uh, time management? Because you're reliable, yeah. Brilliant. I think actually, Victoria, we've got we've got a couple of questions in here. If you don't mind me just asking you, we've got two more in, which is good because it means that people are obviously finding this very helpful, which is lovely to see. That's so, great. I know, isn't it? So the first one is, how would you persuade someone who doesn't seem interested in a project to get involved with the team? Mm -hmm. um well i mean um you need to so first of all and that's a very good question but and i think i i touched on this a little bit as well previously, you did, you did. whenever i talked about know your audience so you know if someone um is reluctant to join the the project team uh, that you encourage them to do so you know um if you know that person and what they're looking for uh, their goals and why they're not interested in the project try to find is there something in the project that you can you can use to encourage them to join so for example maybe the project uh, creates some opportunities that uh, later can lead to better things or or promotion or or a pay rise you know um 
And uh, you need to know, when, first of all, you need to know the, the project. What is the project? What the project entails? What are the skills that you can gain while um, working on that project? And then knowing what the person is looking for. If he's saying no to that opportunity, why he or she is saying no? You know, what, what, what different, you know, what are they looking for exactly? And, yes. then, and, then, and then just find, um, just find um, you know, uh, something that attracts them. So, so find something that would say, oh, by the way, you know, these are the skills that you will learn in the, in the project. And by the way, do you know, uh, did you know that, you know, if people do well, then they get promoted to certain level or they move to better things? I mean, that would certainly get me involved if I if I heard the word promotion anywhere within that. <laughs> and then I think our final question here is from a lovely Aoife. So how do you strike a balance between influencing and forcing your opinion? I think that's actually a really good one. Um, it is. A good I, I worry about that too. <laughs> yeah, it is a good one. Um, so yes, as I said, influencing is persuading or convincing uh, someone to do something but uh, without forcing them to do um, compromise compromise so, is what you mentioned wasn't yeah. it yeah so there's a fine line you know at, you have to you know at some stage you won't be able to convince someone um or, or you won't be able to persuade someone but but you you'll have to find a compromise um, so rather than walking away from it, you'll have to uh, compromise. But I think um, there is a fine balance between forcing uh, uh, people to do something r rather than influencing. And it's, um, it's, it's always staying professional, um, you know, and uh, uh, using the skills that, that uh, I mentioned uh, today, uh, earlier today, to, um, you know, uh, staying professional knowing uh, your tone knowing what tone do you use you know again can you if you if you speak with your colleague um and and the and your employer you'll use a different uh, sort of tone so you know um if you're forcing someone your opinion um then your tone will change if you're trying to influence someone uh with the opinion with the communication style that suits um a, a person um and that's not forcing that's that's talking that's uh, that's a discussion that that uh, hopefully yeah. leads to to uh, uh, convincing or, or persuasion um so it's it's the tone the tone um assess the person you, you you're talking with and um if if you're stuck then um try to see if there is a middle ground or, or a compromise that you can both um come up to yeah, and I think people particularly worry about it if they're, say, in sales jobs and things like that. But something that I've actually learned as well, just from being involved in things like business plan competitions, is I always try and ask someone before I start selling or pitching their situation, so customer discovery, um, what, what do they want out of the situation? Like you said, knowing your audience, what what are their main needs? Um because if someone doesn't need something, you're not going to be able to sell it to them. So mm -hmm. then knowing your information well enough to tailor it to them and their needs um, always works. I feel like you can't force anyone into anything then because in a way you're influencing, but you're also helping. So it's, so it's good that way. Exactly. Um, here we go. You, you know all the, you know all the Rebecca. <laughs> 
No, no, honestly, my uh, trick list has piled since listening to you. Honestly, I'm mentally taking notes down here. I'm going to ask if the guys will send me the video after. And actually, the video will be up um, of our live on the website. So if anyone needs to look back at things like me and take more notes, we can do that. It's all good. Good. But thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on and, and speaking to all of us and giving us all that help. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me. It was honestly a pleasure and I wish you all uh, very best. No problem. We'll be connecting on you with you on LinkedIn as soon as we're off here. <laughs> you'll, you'll have loads of notifications. Uh, I know. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that is great. And then I think I'm just going to leave a couple of people as well, just with a couple of our own tips um, that we've kind of compiled from the careers uh, department as well as myself, just from what I've learned. So, and you can speak to this as well, Victoria, if you find any of these relevant. So what I find is that your network, like you said, is your worth. Um, and just to remind everyone to utilize the connections that you have now to strengthen the ones that you're yet to build in the future. So never think, that just because our university experience this year was very different from everyone else's that has gone before. Um, you've actually learned so many valuable skills about working online and speaking with people such as Hubflow and Belfast. Um, they've definitely said that we're going to take on a more hybrid approach. So you're amazing candidates to be going into these workplaces knowing how to work in person and online effectively. So make sure you're using LinkedIn to build up your CV um, because loads of graduates are actually headhunted on LinkedIn. I don't know if any of you know, but there's companies at the minute, if you were looking for jobs such as MRP uh, in Belfast that are actually looking for sales communications um, and it's regardless of whatever degree you've done. Talking about CVs, please, please, please utilize the careers um facilities and jump on a quick 15 minute call with an advisor uh, and book through the website and if you're more comfortable doing things on your own use your student account and just log on to vmock and it'll be able to look through your cv for you because i'm sure victoria agrees your cv it, it's the glimpse at who you are before you're able to give your personality exactly i couldn't agree more <laughs> and then never let your degree tie you down either just because you've done one degree doesn't mean that that's what you're set to do for the rest of your life um i know so many people including my own dad who's moved from being a builder to a childminder um i had i not looked outside my drama degree i wouldn't have got involved with queen's enterprise issue i wouldn't have won the innovate her program i wouldn't have went on to do the ireland funds or even looked at doing about completing my own business um so definitely make use of all the resources here at Queen's you can make use up to some of the resources for a year after you leave and yes Northern Ireland is very small <laughs> and hopefully we can all travel so soon I'll be so excited but look on the my future portal because there is actually loads of opportunities there um to kind of graduate and and go into jobs that are globally scalable such as yourselves um working with companies in America and Ecuador and just so many amazing places across the world that you could start working online now for a year and there may be an opportunity in one to two years to move away and work somewhere as well. So 
don't limit yourself to staying here. I won't be limiting myself to be staying in Dunloy for the rest of my life either, but sure, we'll be seeing. Um, but this is the last event of our series this week, and we'll be back doing Instagram live sessions now every day from Monday the 19th of July, actually, to hear from some of our alumni here at Queen's. Um, and then just keep an eye on our social media guys uh, on at QUB Careers and visit the Gradfest website for any help or recordings. I know that Jenny and Emma here are always happy to help um, and they're not scary at all, at all. So <laughs> you can connect with Victoria on LinkedIn. I'm making that connection for her or me or anyone here and everyone will be more than happy to help. So. Thanks everyone, have a really good weekend. Thank you everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, see you later. You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access Careers Support at Queen's, please visit our website, go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers or follow at QUB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.